welcome back to Who's Your Band with my co-host, Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Hi, beautiful. How are you? Okay, I wish I could say same, same for you. That hair is uh, insane. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Spit First, it I, out, Dopey. I, I want, you know what? I really want to talk to our guest. We have a great guest today. Hi. She is a comedian, creator of funny women of a certain age on Showtime, the lovely Carol Montgomery. Hi, uh, boys. How are you? Hi. Look, I even, I even wore my little, uh, uh, my little women of a certain age. This is the only one in existence because the show was originally called Women of a Certain Age Comedy. And then when we sold it to Showtime, they wanted it to be shorter. So that's why we did Funny Women of a Certain Age. Gotcha. So this is a collector's item. So let's get right into it. Um, oh, okay. You've done two uh, Funny Women of a Certain Age specials. Are there plans for a third installment? Um, uh, well, of, fingers crossed. Let's just say that. You know, both of the shows have been uh, really well re uh, received. The first special was the highest rated stand-up special uh, on Showtime for 2019. And then the second special aired the weekend when the quarantine happened. So the, the, from what I hear, the rating went through the roof. So, you know, I, I, I would like to keep doing these. You know, I would love to keep doing these. You know, I think there should be, you know, funny women, you know, more funny women, even more funny women, fucking even more funny women. Just keep doing it. Keep Because, you know, there's a lot of women over 50. Some of them are very good friends of Sean and I's and um, that just need a voice. They need a voice to be heard, you know, just because you become an old, you, be, you, you turn 50 doesn't mean your you know your life is over and in show business and you'll you you boys will reach this when you hit even for men when you hit when you hit a certain age it's like you're old you know it's a very ageist um industry i feel it so now we, though so we had uh vanessa on uh the show a few weeks ago and she's still one of my favorite comics of all time she, she's, a, she's amazing, amazing. Um, she's amazing carol is there anyone you haven't worked with who you would like to get on uh, Funny Women? Well, my dream, my dream, um, my is to have Lily Tomlin on the show because she oh, wow. is—that's uh, my dream, you know. And I, I and I, I figure I might as well just put it out into the universe. Maybe somebody will hear that. And the great thing about—and I, I know I, I, I think Sean and I talked about this. You know, when I got the first special. Everyone thought it was a fluke, you know, because you know how everybody in our industry is. Everyone's jaded, like, oh, she got lucky. <laughs> but then I got the second special, and then everyone went, oh, maybe she's on to something. So more people have approached us through the second special. Like, it, it became a legitimate thing. So obviously, you know, if I, I, I always like to be positive when I talk about the future. So when we get another one, um, uh, uh, there'll be more people going, oh, I want to be part of it. So it's nice to know that people know it. For example, like I was, uh, we, we were doing a show yesterday and I have a talk show with Julia Scotty called The Early Bird Special. We had Tammy Pescatelli on and Tammy said that out of the blue, right after the quarantine, she got a text from Jay Leno because she's done Jay's show saying, hey, I saw the special. It, it was terrific. So it, like someone like, oh, okay, Jay Leno knows about it now. So there are other people that know about it. So That's great. I, I would love, I would love it to be Lily Tom. And then, you know, I mean, there's just, there's so many older women that, I mean, I would love, if, I, I would love Betty White to be on it, but I think Betty is, 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 is at a point where she's in her nineties. Do you know oh, what I mean? Almost a hundred. Right. So that it's would 99. be, that would be tough. 
But you know, any 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 older funny woman I would love to have on the show. But Lily is my all time. Carol, did you ever I, I saw this years ago. It was one of the first dates I took my wife on. We weren't we were just dating at the time. Do you remember Lily Tomlin did a Broadway special? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh search for uh search for signs of intelligent life in the universe. And Correct. that wasn't that a great that was a great special. It was a, good uh, show. Uh, it was a great show. And what's great so it's so funny you brought that up. So I saw it in New York when it first came out. And I, we must have been still living in New York at that point, because it was early in the, I want to say it was sometime in the early 80s, and then we moved to LA. Mid 80s, then, I would, yeah. Okay, so then. Probably around, around, around uh, 86, right around yeah. that. Yeah. So then she, she revived it years later. And when, it was it's so interesting to see the show. When I was first seeing the show, you know, I, I was just starting to do comedy. Like I was a comedian, but you know, it was just, a, and I remember thinking, oh my God, it would be, wow, what she, and then I went to see it like 25 years later and I cried because I was like, oh my God, I, I actually achieved what I wanted to do when I first saw it. And now to be able to see it and, 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 and enjoy it in a different type of depth was amazing for me. So yeah, she, she's, she's just amazing. She so. is. Um, you know something? Me and you, we've never met. We never worked together. But I know of you. And, and I know is, of you. Oh, thanks. I, I hope, uh, don't listen to Sean, by the way. <laughs> He's a jerk. Um, I saw you. I, this is a question I want to ask. I want to ask you two questions. Okay. Uh, you, very, very funny. I love your specials. And I also saw a short film that you did called Rockaway Sunset. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, PJ sent me the script. To read, I, I act as well. Um, any future plans to act? Yeah, you know, you were great in that. You were great in that. that. Thank you. You know, playing the Thank Irish you. mother. You were yeah. excellent, excellent, excellent in that. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, it's so funny because um, uh, I, 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 I never studied acting, um, but I think comedians are all actors because we've all gone on stage not wanting to do it. But when we get that, you know, like, you know, it, 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 it has to be like I've, I've gone on stage after hearing people have died, like people I know that have died, you mm -hmm. know, um, uh, but that's what we do. So we because we're the clowns and everything. So I think it's easier for comedians to to act. So um, PJ was so funny because he he wrote he wrote this he wrote it. It's, it's based on his mom and everything. And I don't right. know Sean, if you know about it, but it's mm -hmm. it's it's it's, it's basically. His mom is dying of cancer, and yeah, you know. Casey and, Aurora was in it, uh, Sean. Yeah, yep. yeah, and um, and and you know, and uh, you know, I play a cantankerous older woman, you know, because hard role to play, huh? I know it was so. I was really studying it. It was horrible. <laughs> so um, and it was it was really like it, I, it it meant so much to him because I, I guess I brought it, it gave him a moment to be close to his mom again, you know. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and I, I I would love to act again. I mean, I, I, I you know, I coach and I direct, so I, 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 I do everything. But I sure, I would love to. I, I, I still want to. When I when I started stand-up in 81, the, the goal was to do a sitcom. And I always wanted to do a show like Cheers. I mean, I always, you know, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be the, basically Carla, you know, the wise-cracking waitress and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would love to do that, but I don't have to, like, I, I'm 62, so I, I don't have to be the star. It doesn't have to be the Carol Montgomery show. It could be the, you know, the Sean Morton show starring Carol Montgomery as his mom. You know, I mean, like, it could be 
I, I don't need the accolades anymore. I just like I just like doing the work because it's 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 a, it's a muscle that as comics we don't get get a chance to do at all. Right, right. And you said you started what uh, in '81, and and I know you've done comedy all over the country: uh, yeah. Vegas, New York, L.A. What's your favorite place to work? Um, actually, I, I the, my favorite place is uh, is working on the military bases because I've done a lot of tours for the boys and the girls of uh, yeah of the U.S. military. So I think the best audiences in the world are the uh, when you go overseas um, to perform for the troops because they're so happy that you're there. It's it's really not. Have you either one of you done that yet? No, I would love to, but I'm I'm like not only am I afraid of getting shot, I'm also afraid of the heat. Oh yeah, and you would not. Yeah, you. Would. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I kind of I go like magenta <laughs> after a while in the sun. Well, I so think you should risk it. You think I should risk it? I think you should risk it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I've played in bed sty. What's worse, Iraq yeah. or bed sty? You know. Um, <laughs> Iraq probably. Yeah. I probably, but you know what's interesting? Like, there's some. I, I I'd have to find the photo, but I'll find it for you. But um, one of the last tours I did was in uh in in Djibouti, Africa, which is the greatest name of a city in the world, Djibouti. Um, but I was with Jim Andrinos and he has the same problem that you do. Like in the heat, he just like bursts into flames. So there's a great photo of me and him. It's like 120, you know, no humidity. Oh. And, and, and we have a photo and we're both like beet red and just sweat is pouring. <laughs> yeah, it's what I, I would suggest for you, Sean, is not to do the, the ones in, in yeah. the Yeah. Do, do you see my face now? How red it is? <laughs> I'm in an air conditioned apartment with central air on 66 degrees and my face yeah. is still this yeah. color. Yeah, sure. They're gonna send you up to Isaac Tasteen Zebra. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll, yeah well, listen, I'll do an hour, an article. I'll do an article one. I'm fine. Yeah, with that. they they have tours in Greenland and they have tours in Alaska and stuff like that. Oh, I it's, do that. Yeah, I mean, the heat. I remember we we did a show, the same tour that we were in Africa. We were in. It was one of the first shows we did, and it was 115, and it was in the night. It was like you know, like when you say, "Oh, when it when it when the sun goes down, it'll get cooler." Yeah, it got hotter, and mm -hmm. literally, and it was an outdoor show, and we took pictures, of course, and posted. And my husband was like, "Were well, you in a wet T-shirt contest?" Because I was sopping wet. It was, it was so fucking hot. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that. but doing the troops probably is. I don't, you know, L.A., New York, and Vegas—they're all tourist towns. You know what I mean? In yeah, in that sure. sense, that so so you're gonna you're not gonna. They're all great crowds, but 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 for for an audience that is going to be there and react to you, you, you have to go perform for the troops. You know? What about what about the difference between like because you're doing theaters now, theaters as opposed to doing the intimacy of a nightclub? Um, I prefer theaters. Um, I don't. Um, you know, I. <laughs> I still like doing clubs, but there is something about not having to hear the blender going or the waitress <laughs> leaning in going, what did you say? What, do you want a screwdriver? You know, <laughs> there are some comedy clubs in this country still that, that are great, that you never even hear. You, they're like, they're, 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 the com their waitresses are like ninjas. They, and, and you're like, wow, I didn't even see her take the order. But then there are some comedy clubs that just don't give a shit and they hire people that don't know that Oh, you know, there's a show going on. Maybe I shouldn't yell. I've literally had waitresses like with their back against the against the stage while I'm on stage. Like I could see their underwear. They're like right up <laughs> next to me. And I'm like, can you, 
and you know, and then they get pissed at me because I'm making fun of them. Don't make fun of me. I'm like, your ass is on the stage. <laughs> you know? That's why I love working the hard rock because when you're on the stage, you can only really see like the first three or four rows. Right. So if anybody's getting up to go get drinks, you, you can't tell right. at all. You know, Jeff wouldn't know that because Jeff doesn't really do like big shows like working at the Hard Rock and casinos and things like that. He's an idiot. Why are you listening to him? I've worked at theaters before. I wish Voss was on here. I work at theater with Voss. Oh, okay. There you go. But but like the Hard Rock. Why do I put up with this, Sean Morton? Why do I put up? Um, But um, uh, as far as the Hard Rock is concerned, because that's a new casino, they made the showroom. Like it's a great showroom, I've heard. You know, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's very different. Yeah, and like the Borgata is the same thing. They, 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 they're, you know, that's that you're going into. You all, you bring your drinks in. You don't go out and get the. There's no way. So that's a that's a that's a different uh, type of venue. So I prefer those also. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I prefer people that come to the show to see the comedy show. Yeah, I mean, they're different, you know, because you you realize if you're doing a, a casino and there's like you know just say 600 people. You know, not one of them bought a ticket. Right. They're all comped. Right. So I'd rather, you know, me personally, I love doing them because, you know, you're away for a week and you get paid well and you get to eat for free and yada, yada. But like, I love the the smaller shows where it's like two, 300 people. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you can just, you can hear everybody. Everybody's into it. It doesn't really even matter where it is either. Right. But, 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 but the club, you know, I, I've played so many basements. God damn it. I, you know, I like, I, there's just something about like I'm, maybe I'm talking about the clubs in the city because right right well not now obviously because there's a pandemic but you know so many of the people that come to comedy club maybe the cellar and maybe Gotham they're actually there to, to come to the club but most sure. of the other clubs they're they're like walking through Times Square and somebody goes hey Chris Rock's gonna be at this club and they're like okay we'll go and they get pissed off because Chris Rock is not there right. So, so oh, I, I've seen them uh, first hand. They try to sell me tickets. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. Oh, man, were you, were you too good to go to a comedy show? I go, no, I'm an actual working comedian. I'm off tonight. <laughs> and, they look, and they look at me and go, right, full of shit. And I'll pull out a business card and show it to them. Yeah. And I, one time there was a, there was a club uh, called Ha that was right in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, um, and uh, one time we walked past, like we, there was a guy and I said, who's on tonight? And he lists a bunch of people. He goes, and Carol Montgomery. And I go, I'm Carol Montgomery, you asshole. I'm not oh, working tonight. Yeah, and they, and he was like, "No, you're not." I said, "I have to show my my driver's license." I said, "Yes, but I'm not there tonight." But thanks for plugging me. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So, uh, yes. I was, say, I was gonna say, besides uh, Lily Tomlin and and what guy, what started to get you into comedy? Like, what women did you admire uh, growing up uh, watching comedy? You know, was it TV shows or was it uh, comedians? Um, it was it was mostly Lucy. I you know I mean I remember yeah you guys are a little bit younger than me but you know by the Lucy was already in reruns when I was a kid and we my dad was a teacher and he would come home and then we would eat it like I think he would come home at like four and then we'd have dinner at six and I think Lucy must have been on at six or six thirty on Channel Five. Sure, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we would sit and watch I Love Lucy and 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 have our dinner and stuff. So I always watched her. Um, what's interesting is, except for Lucy and and Lily, honestly, all of my uh, my idols are men. How about um, Carol Burnett? I was oh yeah, I was a huge fan of Carol Burnett's also, but she's not. Yeah, she, she was amazing. Um, but 
the first time I really understood comedy was watching the Marx Brothers. Hmm. And, hmm. Um, and then also on Sunday mornings was Abbott and Costello and the Bowery Boys. Right, so right, I used right, to watch right. all of that. And my dad, was, my dad wasn't a comedian, but my dad was a larger than life human being. And, and, and he, he was the one that turned me on to all that, all that type of comedy. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then later on in life, when I, got, when I understood what comedy was, it was Freddie Prinze. I saw, I don't know if you remember when Freddie Prinze did The Tonight Show, not Junior, the real one. Um, uh, I, I just remember watching him going, what's this? Who, who, who's this guy? I mean, he was so funny. That album, and I, I, I still say this to my husband, I should be trying to find, um, I got to get the CD of, 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 of Freddie Prinze because it's such a brilliant set, the entire album. But him, Pryor, Carlin, of course. So, you know, I have a mixture of everybody. Right, right. And I see joining us from Last Comic Standing, Comedy Central, the fabulous Mr. Rich Voss. How are you, Rich? Good. I got about 15 or 20 minutes. You guys working on my air conditioning? I need that stuff pumped in. A free uh, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Hi, Rich. And, hi, how you doing? Good, Last Comic Standing. Hold on. Let me yell at him real quick. Last Comic Standing, you couldn't. Maybe something from this fucking decade. Uh <laughs> how about how about how about Voss Roast or uh, the movie Women Aren't Funny or This Friday will be in Pete Davidson's movie Last Comic I, Standing? I was gonna get to that. No, I, you weren't. Wow. I have it written down here. I have oh, okay. it written down, Rich. Oh. I was gonna get to. How was it working on Pete Davidson's movie with uh, Judd Apatow? Well, I I know Judd from comedy clubs, and they yeah. were great. The whole set was great because it was so relaxed and you know and i'm doing the scene i'm doing with bonnie and pete who i know so it, it's you know and you're doing you know it's so funny because the difference you know in a movie or anything if you if you audition for it you're like oh i suck this is the worst i can't but once you get on the set you know you're you're doing five six takes it you're ad-libbing on some of them and it, it you know and then when you're working with a guy like judd who is who is a comedian and gets comedy, it makes it so much easier. You know what I mean? Uh, so the whole set, you know, there's so many comics I knew there, and it just it was it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a good day. Where, where did you shoot it? Which restaurant in Staten Island? I don't know. It was an Italian restaurant, but oh, an Italian restaurant in Staten Island. Those are very rare. You don't see that. Yes. Right? <laughs> are you from Staten Island? Yes. No, you, you can't tell. Well, you could be Brooklyn or... No, it's Staten Island. Oh, uh, what the hell? So, uh, I, this is, I, you know, my dog's going wild. Uh, but, uh, Carol, how you been? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Oh, he's got his phone. Wait, he, he got hold up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. 20 minutes late and doesn't turn his fucking ringer off. That's yeah. real, real no, professional. We're on the time, I guess. I got to go. hot out. It's my no. It was my daughter FaceTiming me, my oldest, and I just hung up on her. I'm sorry. I'm I'm already ruining your podcast. But I was so nice to Sean when we worked together at Bananas, which is out of my character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I know the truth about you, Rich. You're a good man. He is. I give Rich more props to people because most people hate him, and I give him more props. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell the story, and I don't, I don't care if I embarrass Rich or not. Rich is the only headliner that I ever opened for who tipped me as a feature. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, but take care of. I mean, these clubs aren't paying any money, but I uh, never forgot that. That's oh. really sweet. And, and I also now I do that. When now yeah. that I I can close some shows and I bring somebody on, if I know they're not getting paid a lot of money, I actually do the same thing now because of you. Well, the thing is, you say when most people hate me, it's new comics that are that are so thin skinned and they can't take a joke and they're such babies. Like, you know, major comics like myself and Carol, uh, we get it. You know, uh, you 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 newbies. The problem. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Like I was telling, we you. If a comic goes after you, like if you're like like busting each other, if you're busting a comic's balls, that's love for us. If right. we're nice to you, we don't like you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, it, it's part of us sitting around bullshitting and going, yeah, you you know, oh wow, that set, wow, you know, even even after you've killed, and you go, wow. Well, I'm sorry that it didn't work. Uh, yeah. That joke didn't work, right? We like busting each other. That's 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 our way of showing love. But I know Rich a very very long time because we started together. And I think um, that's one of the things I miss the most about not performing is just yeah. the hangout after the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I miss that too. I miss it a lot. What are you traveling, What's that noise? There's no noise. Maybe the headphones. So. <laughs> You're having a stroke, Rich. You're having a stroke. No, it sounds Voices like... Voices in your head, man. So, you guys, you, we only have you for a few minutes. Let's get to something that you guys both are into. You're both big Springsteen fans, yes? Yes, we. Yes, I am. Oh, oh it's my daughter. You're, what are you doing? You just hang up. I gotta go. I'm on a podcast. Call <laughs> me later. What was that noise? <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, I never... Oh, I told I was hearing a noise. So both big Springsteen. What what's your favorite album song? How'd you get into Springsteen? You know why and why Bruce? Well, for me, my best Bruce Springsteen story. Uh, we were sitting in my on my friend's front porch one day, maybe early summer, spring, nice day out, and we're all you know, you know, what do you want to do today? And one of my friends said, hey, there's a free concert behind Kane College, free hot dogs and beer. We said, whoa. Wait, in Union? The, the college yeah. Union? Yeah, Kane College. Okay. So we get there, just maybe 75 people, 100 at the most. And it's Springsteen. And I go, man, these guys seem pretty good. Mm. Look at it. Listen to the sax player. These guys are great. And my friend's like, just shut up and drink. And, uh, you know, so we got to see, you could walk up to the stage with no problem without bumping into anybody. Is this before right. Greetings uh, from Asbury Park came out? This is probably before he got out of high school. I don't fucking know. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He, no, this is, I mean, they were new. Because two years later, I think it was two years later, they had these concerts in Central Park, free concerts. Yeah, I remember. And he played, like I remember seeing Carol King that year, but Spring, and that's when Springsteen was blowing up wow. right around then. So it had to be like, when wow. the free concert must have been around 76, maybe, 77, I don't know. But by 76, 77, he's already huge. Uh, okay, so. Right came out. What? So this what? is probably like around yeah, the wild, the innocent, and greeting. Oh, so it was probably maybe seventy four then. Or yeah, 70, yeah. And he had some big hits, you know, right off the bat too. 
blinded by the light, spirit in the night, all that. He, and, you know, and, and then you would go to a bar like in Jersey, uh, the Fast Lane or Snow Pony, hoping he would pop in and do a set mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, everybody's, these, these places, the Jersey, look, Southside Johnny was a killer band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just, they just could not get from under Springsteen's shadow. Absolutely. You know, they, if they Springsteen the wasn't around. They were good. They didn't, have as, they didn't have the deeper catalog as Bruce had. No. And they didn't have the opportunities and the money to do that too. You know, it's easy to get recording studios and, and, and make albums and stuff when you have a big record label and money coming in to, to pay for that stuff. Yeah, you know, I, you know, when you see a big comic, you know, they have tons of money. They have people helping them write some of them. I don't right. know. I, I just think the the bigger you are, to me, it's easier it to bigger or more successful. Because if you're successful, successful. right? Because like then the, the company is going to throw money and promotion behind you. Yeah. Johnny was great. He he recorded. He had albums and everything. He just didn't sell as much as Bruce did. Bruce was a major superstar by his third album. Yeah, but also too, look, the record, you know, when you, you're a superstar, it's because the record companies are pushing you and promoting you. They're, you know, they're, pu they're publicists, the record companies are paying publicists, publicists stupid money to get you the cover of yeah. Time magazine or whatever. So if you have a machine behind you pushing you and, and, and you don't have one, of course, the one with that machine. Bruce Springsteen had such a machine behind, like Bob Seger was supposed, should have blown up around Springsteen. But Bob Seger was a lot, his, he had a lot of political, he was very political and people didn't want to hear that shit. So the record companies, hey, we'll put Springsteen and they put their money and they, and they back. How do you think Bruce got on the cover of Time Magazine or Look, you know, right. and was getting well, was, all that stuff. Very true. He was being compared to Dylan. Right. They, they needed a new Dylan, and he became the American songwriter after Born to Run. I then remember he goes away for a couple of years because he's in a legal dispute. Right. Yeah, but Seeger could have done the same thing at the time. And you by know. the way, they don't, what you're talking about, Rich, they don't do anymore. There's, they don't, there's none of, in any of our businesses, whether it's music or comedy, in the old days, they would nurture a, a comic or they would nurture um, a singer-songwriter or a band, and that's what you're talking about, is that you, you would get something, whether it's a comic getting a, a development deal or a band getting an, a, a, you know, record labels don't do that anymore. The record labels don't make any- The whole record industry has changed completely. Yeah, yeah. My husband worked at A&M Records for many, many years, and like there was a band, I don't even remember their name, but what the hell was their name? And uh, they had come into the studio where my husband worked, and it said they had just signed a million dollar deal with some label, and they were like, you know, champagne and everything. I don't remember the guy's names. That's how, I mean, because what happens is you get a million dollar deal and the album doesn't sell. Yeah. You got to pay that fucking million dollars back. Absolutely. And then you and then once you do, they're going to drop you. My right. first, my first job at a college, I worked uh, A&R at CBS Records. Oh, okay. Yeah, Black Rock. And this was right around the time when live uh, 75 to 85 came out, you know, with uh, Springs. Yeah, and there, there were a lot of stories of bands that would get signed, they wouldn't uh, sell anything, right. they'd pay back their bills, and then they would drop. No second album, no second yeah. chance. Yeah. And now it's even more cutthroat. You don't sell right off the bat, you're done. Yeah. Bon, bon Jovi didn't start making money till their third album. 
Yeah. I think it would have turned out. They yeah. owed Bon Jovi, you know, I mean, they owed stupid money to the record company. That third album put them over the top. Right. Right. You know, right. I was at a I was at a bar one night. So when I started doing comedy, a place called the Goose and the Gander. So I'm standing by the bar and I'm like, you know, like some hacky new horrible comic. And I'm not talking like a month ago, but when I first saw and there's a girl sitting at the bar, I go, Hey, you know, I'm a comic. You want to go to the diner? You know, like I'm a comic. Shut up. I'm a comic doing Mike Austin gigs. So uh fucking she goes, I can't. I'm waiting for my boyfriend to come from band practice. I go, what band? She goes, Bon Jovi. I go, who the fuck are they? Her boyfriend was Bon Jovi. Like, yeah, I think she made the right decision. <laughs> uh, you think? <laughs> I'll never forget a documentary they did on on uh, Bon Jovi God, about five or six years ago, and they're interviewing him, and they go, what does it feel like to be the lead singer of one of the biggest bands in the world? And he goes, no, I'm not the lead singer of one of the biggest bands in the world. I'm a CEO of a major corporation. Yep. Yeah. And that yeah. blew me away. Completely yeah. blew me away. Yeah. He's, How that yeah. changeover happens once you get to a certain level. I went oh, to. Bruce, oh, sorry. Have either one of you uh, ever had a chance to meet Bruce? No, I um, I um, I I, I met his road manager, and I got which, to go. Which one? Oh, I don't remember. It was a friend of a friend of mine. Was, we, it, was it Sean? Uh, you're asking because we, me. Because we when we, um we when we were talking, he was supposed to come on show with us today oh, okay and he brought up your name and he brought up the uso uh, stuff oh okay so then yeah. it must be him he and he has a daughter named rachel is that uh i don't i don't he has a couple of uh daughters but yeah. i had what had happened was is um we had gotten um we had gotten tickets they had gotten us tickets and we were going to go backstage to meet him and then there were you know i was just some schmuck from brooklyn he was not he he had big celebrities to go meet and everything but i did get to see clarence's uh golf cart <laughs> i was very excited about oh. that i There's didn't get to meet any of the band but i got to meet the golf cart and of course being the jew that i am we were we were backstage and there were a bunch of t-shirts and i said somebody said well you can have you can have these you know there's a we're sorry you grab grab a couple of shirts everything so you know of course i grabbed all of them <laughs> for you. Because I, uh, I'm having a, a problem. I went to the refrigerator uh, magnet store and they were out of refrigerator magnets. And I'm going, well, where can I get uh, has all the refrigerator magnets? He goes, some guy came in and cleaned this out. And now my kid is all depressed and crying because she can't get a refrigerator magnet. I, I can't imagine where they would all go. I'll send Raina a Sean Morton rage <laughs> magnet. How about that? <laughs> Because they're on there too. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's some people you meet that you get. I know this is all Springsteen, but it, uh, we were at uh, what's the big place in Jersey? New Jersey Symphony, the one they fix Symphony Hall. Pack. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like the Kodak Theater. It's how. So they were inducting. They were inducting Bon Jovi into the New Jersey Hall of Fame, and they had other inductees there. So me and Norton were inducting uh, Abbott and Costello, you know, but the main guy was, you know, they did about 10 people and those uh, uh, generals there, at, but Bon Jovi walked by and I couldn't stop staring. It was like, there was like angels following him. His aura. You're in love. And I, yeah. I, you, I couldn't stop. Every time he was somewhere, I'm staring at him like some groupie 
Like, and we, all of us meet some of the biggest celebrities in the world. Oh yeah. But, but I'm looking at this guy, like he floats across, you know, like that. And I probably would have done the same for Springs. I don't know. Springs seems more of a blue collar type of guy to me. You so know, you didn't, did you meet, did you meet Bond? Did you go up and say hi to him? Or? I, I probably said hi or some right. dumb thing. Like I, I always say dumb shit. Right. I, I was you take a picture. What's that? Did Norton make you take a picture with him? I don't, I didn't. Norton might have. I did, uh, I was backstage at the Oscars. So Dustin Hoffman's standing next to Barbara Streisand talking. So I walk over and I turn my back to Barbara Streisand and I go to Dustin Hoffman. I go, I also played Lenny. I played Lenny Bruce on American Dreams. Right. I had three lines. And I go, I also, I compared my three lines to his Oscar nominating performance in fucking Lenny with Barbara Streisand with my back to her going, I also play Lenny. That's what we have in common, Dustin. <laughs> and I fucking walked away going, I am the biggest fucking loser on the planet. I can't No, believe- if you had turned around and then said, I also played gentle, that would have <laughs> been perfect. And I played funny girl. <laughs> So, I, you know, you do these things when you meet some of these people. Like, mm-hmm. Carol met a million. Carol was living, didn't you? Were you in L.A. for a while? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in L.A. for a long time. I met a lot and, of people. So you saw more. Did you ever meet Pryor? Yes. Yes. That, that, that to me is my favorite memory of comedy because he, this is before cell phones. Nobody had pictures. So I had just done a set in the in the uh in the original room and Mitzi was sitting next to him and 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 one of his bodyguards walks up to me and goes excuse me miss uh mr Pryor would like to speak with you and i was like what like i was like huh and i walk up and he's sitting next to Mitzi and he was very sick at the time and he leaned into me and he goes i just wanted to let you know i saw your set and i think you're very funny and i burst into tears and I was like, what? And I looked at Mitch and I went, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, I literally got up and walked out. I called my husband on a payphone, hysterical crying. And he goes, what's wrong? Like, he's thinking I got hit by a car. I went, Richard Rose said I was funny. I mean, you know, I mean, how, how great, you know, to meet. And then, of course, and this is when he was, like I said, he was, he was so weak from his, and so he, and, they, oh. and he went and he did stand up and he, he gets up on stage and he hobbles up on stage and, you know, and it took him a minute to talk, and then somebody heckled him. And without missing, like, all of a sudden, he turned around and goes, what did you say, motherfucker? And it was amazing. He became the old Richard. It was it was the greatest night of my life. I never told Carol this, but I was there that night. The waiter walked by, and he called the waiter over and said, you were, I saw your set, you were extremely <laughs> funny. And then the guy that parks cars walked by, and he said, look, I saw your set, you were extremely funny. <laughs> I only had one weird like experience meeting a celebrity it was when I met Slash from Guns N' Roses. Oh, wow, right. And it, was, it wasn't the time that you hooked me up. It was before oh, okay. this. So I, I go see him at a concert and my friends work in the place and she goes, look, hurry up, go to the side of the building. Slash is going to be there knowing that I'm a gigantic Guns N' Roses fan. So I go outside and I'm like, I have nothing to sign. All I have is my paper ticket. So the manager comes out and he goes, uh, listen, Slash is going to come out. He's going to, you know, he'll sign whatever you want. He's going to shake your hand. We just can't take pictures. Got to keep the line moving. Now I'm literally 
like shaking on the inside because I don't know what the hell I'm going to say to him. I walk up and there's one person in front of me. Now I see Slash is only about five foot three, five four. He's tiny. Wow. So I, have a, I have a foot over him at this point. And I walk up to him and he goes, hey, man, how you doing? And the only thing that came out of my mouth was, <laughs> and he looked at me like I was a fucking Jerry's kid and signed my paper really quick and made me move out of the line. And my wife goes, what the fuck did you oh, just do? How about the time you met Mariah Carey? Listen, let's not talk. Okay. Th- that, was a, that was a beautiful moment between two people who were meant to be together. <laughs> did you meet, when, 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 you, when, I, when I set up the thing with, uh, with Frankie, did you meet Slash that night? Too? No, no, okay. we didn't meet Slash or Miles. We hung out with, uh, with Frankie and the rest of the guys for about an hour or yeah, so. Be- because when I was in Vegas, Rich, um, one of uh, one of the crazy girls, her son, who I knew, my, he used to play with my kid when they were babies, grows up to be the lead guitarist for for Slash. So Sean says to me, "I'm going to Vegas." I says, "Hold, up. was it Vegas? No, no, no it was, it was Jersey. In Jersey. It was, it was in, Jersey. in Jersey." And I reached out to Frankie. I was like, "If there's any way you guys can meet," and he was a sweetie, right? Oh, he's great. We took pictures. We hung out for an hour. He was really yeah, cool. Yeah, so, oh, but it's cool. just yeah, but it's just so funny because I look at him. I, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll have to send you the photo. I have a picture of him when the kids were all dressed up in Halloween when they were like seven or eight years old. Looks nothing like him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's this little blonde cherub and then he's this well, that, Now with the long, the long hair and the beard. The and, yeah. 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 Wow, but it is nice to meet your heroes. Who did you is. meet, Rich? Like if you, have you met Pryor or Carlin? Who, me? No. Yeah. I, well, one night I, I met, one night I was sitting outside stand up New York and Robin Williams was out there, and I go to him. I go, "Where do I know you from?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, That's great. Uh, I think the most uh, weirdest thing who I met, I met Malcolm X's daughters. Wow! Uh, I was opening for Paul Mooney at Caroline's, and they were there. And I go, I felt like because they're fought like entertainer he's in history books right he helped change the world at that time to right. as good as it could be at that time i would imagine uh and when i met them i was like holy shit uh wow. that that was i guess i i, I think that you know because i also i've done so much radio that they come in you know jj all these people but it's you know uh, I think that was the most like whoa I've ever been was when I met his daughters probably. That's uh, one. The best. Oh, go. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it's a different uh, experience when you meet someone of like historical significance. Like I've met uh, presidents. I met the Pope once, um, as opposed to meeting a celebrity because, like you said, these are people who are in history books. They transcend right. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I saw. I met the Dalai. Well, I didn't meet him, but I was like in the same room as the uh, the Dalai Lama. Oh wow! And that was a very strange experience too, because it was one of those like uh, you know he was giving like a sermon, and I think it was at like Radio City or somewhere. But like the amount of different people that were there, I mean, you had black, white, Jewish, you know, from Staten Island everywhere, and it was just a crazy crazy vibe there was not one person who wasn't just straight and enamored with him wow. like just completely focused it was a beautiful beautiful experience I, I remember i was eating a sub i think it was roast beef and turkey back then when i ate meat 
and I walked by Gandhi, I go, do you want a bite? But he wasn't eating at the moment, he told me. Uh, and I was kind of happy because I didn't really want to give away part of my sub. And I said, Gandhi, are you sure you don't want a bite? And he goes, no, I'm not. I don't really have an appetite right now. It was so weird. You, yeah. you know, maybe I love that. I love that you remember it was roast beef and turkey, which I love that. <laughs> ever love somebody and fucking despise them all at the same time? Is that, you, is that how you feel about Rich? Is that what we're talking, Bingo. About? Bingo. talking about? I'll bring my wife in. <laughs> she can confirm it. <laughs> uh, That's great. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, you, you meet so many, like, I was sitting at a t you know a table at the cellar one night with Chappelle, Louis, she, Chris Rock, what's his name from? Uh, oh, geez, such a big actor. He was in uh, uh, Hangover. Uh, who's the main? Seth uh, Rogen? Not Seth. No, no, no. no. no Guy Alfanakis. No, the biggest one that. Uh, Bradley just, Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. At the table was Bradley Cooper, Chappelle, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., me, someone else. And Chappelle lights up a cigarette. Nobody says anything. Please, if that was fucking DC Benny, they would all be yelling, "Get the fuck out of here with that cigarette!" Right. Chappelle right, lifting right, up. Uh, right. Ah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Rich, check behind you. You drop some names over there. Oh no no! It's just it's just seller. She goes, "Who did?" Oh, please listen to me. I'm a big act. Let me explain something to you. Real quick. Let me explain something. It's just when you're in New York, you you're just said, "Who do you meet?" I'm just sitting at a table. They're there. I can't fucking help it. I asked, I asked two of them to leave, but, uh, you know, I said to Bradley, this table's for comics. Uh, <laughs> this is the comics table, Bradley. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean, I'm an ass. Don't listen. I love it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, cause I'm, 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 I, I'm in such a hurry. I'm trying to get as much in as I can, because when you get to do, you know, a, a, a podcast at a carveret, uh, what do Bayonne, you Bayonne, motherfucker, Bayonne. Oh, I played that golf course, Bayonne. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's it nice, right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's one of the best I've ever. And ever. isn't it weird how you have to drive down like a, a, an abandoned dirt road to get to it? <laughs> yeah. I, I like you have to kind of... drive past a stop and shop. Wow. And, and it's on, it's a... Stop and shop's on one side, Walmart's on the other yeah. side. There's a gravel road that goes down to this multi million dollar golf course. I, I thought Bayonne? Was... Yeah. yeah. I in Bayonne. I yeah. thought I was copping meth when I was driving down. There. <laughs> Far off. <laughs> it is the course is amazing. Like they they built it on like a landfill or something. Yeah, they know. did. It's crazy. So it'll fall into the sea soon. Pretty what much. Are, yeah, what pretty much. You doing during the pandemic, Rich? I know you've been doing a lot of more uh, landscaping, gardening. Yeah, I put up. I planted. You know, we bought a house in November. Uh, I planted 50 trees so far. I'm wow. doing the deck right now. You're uh, building the deck on your own? No, no, I'm staining the deck now. Uh, you know, power washing. We built a, a garden 30 feet by 20 feet. Uh, you know, where I mean, are you living? Where, what's it in? What, where, where in uh, Jersey? Uh, it, Hillsborough. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a nice area. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Uh, so, you know, if, if I didn't have this house, doing all i'd lose my fucking mind yeah not work you know because we came from a condo we right. would have killed each other by now yeah you know what am i gonna you know and i mean we have bonnie has her sewing she built makes clothes with so you know she has three sewing machines i have a workout room downstairs uh you know out back we have i have a golf 
range like a net and a green and stuff wow and so i you know i i can keep i really want to do comedy so bad get back on stage yeah. I, i'm so scared i don't remember any of my stuff i have to listen i, I to know it. i had to do the same thing yesterday because i heard carol say one time i had to write your act my act out again yeah right? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. did that yesterday because I got shows this weekend and I was, I was, I'm terrified. Like, I don't yeah. know where I'm going to start. I actually had to watch tapes of stuff that I recorded to see where I was doing. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I'm terrified, but I got to do it. Where yeah. are you working this weekend? Uh, I'm doing a golf course tomorrow night up in uh, upstate New York. Oh, cool. Chester. I, Have you got a couple of those Zoom shows just to kind of like try and stay fresh? Or work no, out stuff? no. no. I can't, oh. you know, I, I mean, as soon as it happened and God bless the people that did it, you know what I mean? Good for yeah. you. But I just couldn't, I'd rather do this. I'd rather hang yeah. out, bullshit with my friend, make some jokes. Yeah. Cause, and I look, I, some people go, no, some of the shows are really good. You can hear the laughter. I'm like, I'm not, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. I just, right? Yeah, I did two, it was just, it was rough. It was rough to do it. I'm supposed I, to do I started doing props. I was doing props on the fucking thing. And <laughs> wow. I was saying to myself, what, I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just horrible. What were you saying? I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to do a drive-in show in July, which I'm I'm not even looking forward to in Pennsylvania. Okay. You know, and when he pitched it to me, he said, "Well, the front people, you know, the first whatever, are allowed to get out of their cars, which would make it easier for me. Right. Because there would be people. There would be a connection. Right. But you know, uh." just playing to people beeping a horn. Like I know people who've done it. Florentine said he did one Atlantic city. He said it wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. But listen, well, I just wanted to calm. Yeah. I just want to do with my last gig. We, we had the tour going creeps with kids. You know, we're doing thousand seaters. Yeah. And boom from thousand seaters. I'm going to stand up in front of cars in Pennsylvania. So, you know, they're not going to be some of the nicest cars, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Cars with flannels on and red hats. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to work to red hat cars, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it just, I, I think we all feel the same way about like, you know, I have a couple of dates on the books still for, for the, for the women of a certain age tour. And we're talking about what they're going to do. Are they going to, you know, the first few rows are going to be empty, but then they're going to do, are they going to do every five seats and they can, can they, cap it off at this and i agree with you though i would rather do that though i'd rather be, i'd rather be in a theater you know i do think let me uh, different point i do think when we come back stand up is going to be one of the first things that's going to blow up because all we have is us you know what i mean like think yeah. about it like if like even for a tour like yours or a tour like mine you've got four or five people sean you're doing a show jeffrey you do it's just you so they don't have to worry about paying the musicians, yeah, uh, the, the performers. Like my husband works on Broadway yeah. and they're talking about now, September 6th is when they've, they've, they've canceled the shows. Now they're talking about the fact that they may not even open until 2021 because how are you gonna do that? First of all, Broadway is like this. The yeah. seats are this big. You've got, like we were talking about Hamilton or any of those shows, Frozen. You've got hundreds of people on stage at the same time singing and dancing. So for comedy, it's just us. I'm bringing my own mic now. I would suggest you do, everyone bring your own fucking mic. And, but I think we're gonna see much more out of it when it gets back to whatever, even if it's a, 
even if it's a 300 seat theater and or 400 and, and we're only doing 100 people or 200 people those people are going to be so fucking appreciative yeah yeah you know i was supposed to go That's out right. to ohio not- for uh, for a first my first weekend out there at a club and i saw that he's just reopening and now it's only 25 percent capacity and there's right. like a huge gigantic plexiglass spit guard over right. the front of the stage Right. So you, you're kind of like working in a salad bar if you really look at it. Yeah, but like Zanies in Nashville, they're selling out every weekend, and they're only at you know they're only filling it for whatever capacity their state. That's the one in te- Tennessee. I think yeah. some of the yeah. improvs in the southern states they're already opening and selling out. Yeah. No, 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 no. Every one of those clubs don't use me. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I listen. I got to run. Uh, Carol, congratulations on your tour and everything. Thank Sean, you. Same to you. Uh, Tell your wife I said hi. Hope everything's going fine with her. Thank you. Uh, and and Jeffrey, when you start doing that outside show show in Roselle, uh, uh, the true talent walked in the room just there. Raina, <laughs> she usually walks in a room with a bottle of vodka like that. You know, <laughs> when, when when I do when I do my twelve step meetings online, though I lock the door so she doesn't come walking in like that. <laughs> Yeah, I got to run and pay this guy. It was great. I'm sorry I, I was an ass that I, I talked too much. But, oh, we love listening uh, to you, Rich. You're the best, buddy. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, if any one of you want to put on your resume that you got to do a, a podcast with you, go right ahead. I don't mind. Thank but, you. I'm, I'm blessed. Yes. I'm blessed. I, couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more in my life. <laughs> Thank you later, buddy. Rich. Hey, see you guys. Bye. I can go check out this, uh, what do you call this? refrigerator i mean the air conditioner guy Holy let's shit. see if the dope knows how to close a zoom oh there you <laughs> go <laughs> now we can talk about springsteen again oh yeah. is that, yes um <laughs> yeah from? what's my favorite i um uh, i uh okay let me okay uh we're back talking springsteen so i have to put my mind back into my favorite song is uh is uh thunder road oh uh, that's a great one off of uh, see it's uh, not my favorite song of his Really? Really? I st- you know what it was with me? Because, I mean, again, this is the topic that I always bring up on every show with Jeff, and I'm not meaning it in any bad way, but I am younger. So I was introduced to Springsteen. Shut up. I was into- introduced to Springsteen and Born in the USA because I was about okay. eight or nine when I came out. So, of course, I liked Born in the USA, Dance in the Dark. So wow. he filmed the Glory Days video in Hoboken at Maxwell's. My mom was working two blocks away from Maxwell's at the time. We went there and Aww. tried to get in and they wouldn't let me in because obviously I was eight years old. I couldn't be in a bar scene. Right. But I, you know, I go back with Springsteen, but I also, I love a lot of his new stuff. Right, right. Um, so he has a great song called My Lucky Day. Oh, yes. That's a great song. It's, a, it's upbeat. It's rocking. Um, but I mean, for me, I'd say Out in the Street. It's probably okay, my favorite that's a great, Springsteen that's, song. Well, let me, can I tell you a great story about sure. Springsteen? Uh, a, a great uh, Springsteen memory. So, um, Springsteen, Springsteen, for lack of a better, he he got me through a lot when mm-hmm. I was in my twenties. When I first, um, uh, uh, I he just my I was working summer stock. Um, I had friends from Jersey. I was doing what tech work there. I was doing tech work, um, I, you know, and, you know, like building sets and lights and all that stuff. That's actually, the summer of 79 is when I, um, that's when I was with people that said to me, you should be a comedian. And that's where that all. a comedian at that point. No, no, no. 
but you knew so, you wanted to go into the business. But right. So you go right. Behind. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, so the people that were in the summer start with me, um, uh, a gentleman named Chris Klug is still one of my oldest friends, and um, him and uh, he turned me on to Springsteen. And so he had a bootleg. You'll love this, of course, because back then they, you made bootleg tapes of everything. And he had a bootleg tape of of an of an album. How I wanted. And that wasn't an album. It was one of their concerts. It was a really because we're talking '79, so it's got to be a concert from '78. But I used to listen to that. Like I, you know, you and it was a cassette tape, and I listened. And I was just going through a lot of shit at that point in my life. And so it was very important to me. And I saw him. This is a very long-winded story. So. There's a comedian out of L.A. named Jonathan Solomon. And you might have seen the photos, Sean, when I was in L.A. The last time I was in L.A., there was a big reunion of a bunch of comedians. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. So this yeah. one guy was Jonathan Solomon. And when we we had met um, online waiting to get tickets for Robin Williams, we both weren't comedians. And we both went, what do you want to do? I want to be a comedian. So we became friends that way. We went to see Springsteen together. That's the first thing. And, and also, so, so Bruce is... I've seen Bruce live a bunch of times, okay? Yeah, Always too. wanted to take my husband. He never got to go see him. You know what I mean? We uh, we got tickets to see Jackson Brown one year at the Garden. This is when they were, uh, when Bruce was doing a couple of songs with him. And I saw Bruce, I, I, like I was all the way, like in the nose, I see, I see somebody like walking onto, and I start, it's silent. I start going, Bruce! And everybody goes batshit crazy because he was coming on because we mm. were in the back in the shitty So that's like, so the, I've got all of these stories about how much this man means to me. So we go to see him in the Magic Tour. I've gotten tickets now for my husband and my son. I'm even, I'm getting emotional now because we'd never all seen him together, right? And um, we're all the way up in the in the seats and everything. And he, uh, the um, the violin for what's the opening of now? Why can't I remember? Uh, not Jungle Thunder Road. Thunder, uh, uh, yeah, well, Jungle, uh, Jungle Land. My son goes, Mom, and pushed me. Almost fell off the fucking balcony. He was so excited about see that we were finally seeing hearing Jungle Land, and I I cried the entire concert because I was with the my two most yeah. important people in my life. It was an amazing. It was a so he's he's been wrapped in my life, and what's even funnier now is that he knows somebody who knows his son. So it's like it's like full circle. Like he's met his son. It's like it's very weird. Did it's you ever see the movie Springsteen and I? No, did it's I? A, it's a great it's a great documentary. You can catch it like on Showtime now. It's basically uh, people. Uh, submitted their own Springsteen stories. Oh wow! And that's the whole movie. It's wow. just people's uh, personal reactions to Springsteen, what they meant to him, what, what he right. meant to them. Right. It's a, I mean, I, I keep it on my DVR. It's one of the few things I keep on there, and I'll watch it every once in a while. I actually watched it the other night. People from like Germany and everywhere. It's wow. amazing. Cal, did you get a chance to see him on Broadway? Yes, yes, I got to. Um, uh, you know, getting back to being a mom and everything, I don't. I've never, I don't spend money on myself. You know what I mean? Like I just don't, I've always, I, even now I, I, I give all the money to my son, but um, I forgot why I went. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I, I, I want, I want to, I'm going to go see if I can get tickets for it. And you know how expensive it was on Broadway yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. And so one of my friends said, you know, you should try this site. 
and it was cheaper than whatever. I forget how much we ended up paying, maybe 200 a seat or something. And I think it was going for four or 500. And there were, we could only get two tickets because my husband was actually working on a show. I think he was working on School of Rock. So I took my son to see it. And the two of us were like this. I mean, it was great. You know, I had and when, tickets and I sold them. Why? Because I'm an asshole. Yeah, you're okay. You're, I got the pre-sale. I got them. And as soon as I got them, I flipped them right away for double the money. Wow. Yeah. How much did you make from it? A lot of money. What'd you a do with that money? money? I don't remember. Wow. That's the thing. Do you remember when Springsteen came out uh, in 92? He comes out with two albums on the same day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't with the E Street Band anymore. Yep. came out right. with Easy Touch and Lucky Town. Do you remember right. that? Yes. I liked Lucky Town. I thought it was like so did I. And Lucky Town with two great songs off of that. Better Days is one of my absolute all-time favorite songs. Yes. And funny that you mentioned, I know you mentioned Glory Days before, and I always talk to my kid, like, you, you know, I always say to my son, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that they peaked in high school. And I said, that's not what people like us, because we're creatives, we don't peak in high school. We have many more years of it but but it's and and the video is like that too so it's sure. and so whenever whenever we run into somebody like from from high school like he runs into someone from high school and it goes oh yeah he peaked <laughs> very true you can look at it now like now when you see like uh, people have come out of the woodwork with me you know like right, I, was never, I, know. I was i was a social like i i, I was the anti-social kid like i always said i was in one club in high school the 231 club because <laughs> we would be done at two 30 and I would run a block and a half to catch a two thirty one bus just to get home. I wasn't like the mate, the athlete or the actor or anything like that. But like now all of a sudden, like I'm starting to see people from high school that are like, yeah, we watch a show all the time where people like I never even talked to. Right. I mean, even talked to, I knew who they were would show up at shows. Wow. Very I've strange. Had, the, the last special um, uh, that we taped, we taped in October there was a bunch of people from high school that came to see it, which was fascinating to me. But my sister also went to that, you know, we both went to Lafayette High School. So we had people from both, you know, from her class and my class, but it was really, really like, I don't get that a lot. Like every so often somebody will reach out from Facebook. Hey, you know, we were in second grade together. I'm like, I don't yeah. care. I, you grew up I don't. In yes, I grew up in Brooklyn. And went to Lafayette. Where'd you live in Brooklyn? I lived in um, uh, on Ocean Avenue, but I, I lived uh, I lived uh, oh, my dad was a teacher at Lafayette, so I wanted to go to where my dad taught. Well, he taught gym, but um, I, I wanted to go to my my dad's high school, so he made it happen. My father was a, a player. So you'll go to my high school. Did you ever go over to LMB? Of course, of yeah, course. Do, do you know what LMB is, Sean? Am I the only person in the world who does not like the pizza from Ellen Bay? <laughs> I don't get you. I Come don't like me. it. Wow. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll go there again. We'll go there again and we'll have oh. some of it. Oh, I would like that. Maybe oh. a little linguine and clam sauce. Sit It'll down, drink some wine. Huh? Spumoni. Yeah, I could deal with some. I can go for some spumoni right now, actually. When I <laughs> when I'm off keto again, because uh when you were asking Rich about what we did in quarantine, I mean, I, for the first few, because we figured it was the end of the world so we could eat and drink whatever we wanted. Mm -hmm. So I made chicken pot pie. I now can make, you want to talk about pizza, I can make a fucking pizza that will blow your fucking socks off. I get this dough from Whole Foods that's from the Bronx. 
unfucking believable. But like, that's all I've been doing is eating. It's like my ass. I don't even want to show you my ass. It's it's very. Yeah. Big. I I've decided that now I I can bake. I make banana bread. I make ah. pumpkin spice bread. I make cookies all the time. I got a fucking garden. I'm in a second floor apartment. I have a, my windowsill is full with like six different kinds of plant of, of peppers. I got basil. I got rosemary. Yeah. I got yeah. mint. That's what happens when you you go into quarantine. I I made biscuits and gravy. I mean, like I made, I was like, oh, why not? Cause we're going to die anyway. So it was like, and now it's like, it's four months later. You're like, oh shit. I'm like 15 pounds heavier and the world's coming back. I better get back in the shape. <laughs> now nah, we don't have to. Nah. Squishy Maybe. is a shape. Remember that. Yes. Well, you know, what's my motto? Live long, stay squishy. Works for me. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I was so jealous of Rich because he said he had a gym in his house. And I was like, motherfucker. Because I like, as soon as we heard, like, the, the weekend um, of the 14th, is, you know, when the special ed, that's when we were like, okay, we're going to lock down. And then on Monday is when all the gyms, they really? said, okay, we're going to close. So I immediately went on online to Walmart and they sold out of weights at Walmart, at Walmart, yep. at fucking Walmart really at yeah. walmart what the fuck it's crazy shit so so i've been literally wait you'll you both will appreciate this this is my this is my weight <laughs> what is that it's a baby amp it's 15 pounds i do i do all of my and i have i have, I, yeah, you I have right shrugs with it I, I seriously i and i, I my, i'm still listen i still got them i still got my guns <laughs> but thank God for that fucking amp. I mean, if, if you look around, you can see there's like, my husband's a musician and also my son is. So I have so much equipment. I'm like lifting fucking guitars. You know what I mean? Whatever. That's great. We, yeah. So, cause I, yeah, I got to get my shit together. But we are, now Jersey is different. You you guys, I, I read somewhere that they're saying now, up to 500 people outdoors? Yeah, so Monday Monday starts 100 people, and then the 22nd is 250, and then July 3rd is going to be 500 people. Wow. So they're doing that basically because of graduations. Okay. They're getting a lot of heat because of graduations being virtual. So they're doing. A, they're saying now July 6th, we could start all graduation ceremonies. So, But think of it this way, though. If you have 150 kids in a school, that's 150 right there. So right. that's only 350 left. And what if they have like, you know, five people that want to invite? You can only invite right. one or two people. They could do it in shifts. I heard things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be different. But he took a lot of heat because he was in the protest. So, you know, there was 1,200 people in a protest. And they were like, well, why can't I go to church? Did right. they cancel the whole season at PNC yet? Yeah. The whole season's canceled. Yeah, everything's done. Really? Yeah. yeah, and I just got I got more concert cancellations too. There's a there's a great festival in Pennsylvania called Music Fest mm -hmm. in Bethlehem where they have like seven headliners on seven nights for a whole week, and they just postponed the whole the whole week too. Well, but you see, like what like what we were talking about with comedy, like for concerts, yeah, because you're you know I, I don't know if you're as into it as Sean is. I know how much of a you know like you know concert freak he is. Think about that. I had, a, I had almost uh, a dozen concerts I was going to this summer. Okay, so, but we've all been there. We've, like, my son works in, he works at Bowery Presents, and he works at Terminal 5, and, uh, you know, uh, St. Mar you know, all of the, all of, any rock venue in the city, he works. Webster Hall. What we've all, work? he does everything, security, uh, tickets, merch, what, you know, whatever they need him to do, but 
we you know when we've gone into those concerts how fucking we're on each other you know you know oh, yeah i mean like my lane's thing is lane is a huge music fan you should actually have him on and talk about because he's a huge i think he you guys would love talking to him because he's such a he really knows his shit but I, any concert I've ever gone to him that, that I wanted to see, he's like, I'm going early because I want to be right up front. So you know what happens if you get there, let's say, at 8, and the, con- the headline is not going on until 10. By 10, if, if, if there's space around you and you're in the front, when the headliner comes on, you're going to be squashed against that stage. Oh, yeah. I've been there. So, 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 so my question, you know, that's I don't I don't see rock I don't see any of those concerts I don't see that coming back for a long time. No, and there was a really sad article that I saw yesterday that said that they're predicting that ninety percent nine zero percent of yeah. small independent music venues could possibly close because of the virus. Oh yeah, if they don't get federal help in the next three months. Right. Well, but that what, that's what exactly small venue. Uh, I guess that's not owned by like Live Nation or AEG, like like a right. web, like a Wellmont Theater right. or like a St. George Theater or something like that. That's not affiliated directly with a major ticketing agency. But like he also works in Brooklyn. There's a venue in Brooklyn called Rough Trade, which oh is a yeah, I love store. that place. Yeah, so he works there. I mean, they're you know they they don't know if they're going to reopen and uh, the, on the Bowery Ballroom. They, these are these tiny little, you know, they, maybe they seat five hundred. You yeah. know, but they're they're in trouble because that's going to be tough. You know what I mean? That's going to be you know, like I said, comedy. We can work around that. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. But you know, and also really, I, I'm serious about for both of you. Get your own fucking mic. I mean, I you know, oh, I have them. I yeah, have them. I mean, I'm never. We've all been there. We've all been. You know, we've all been in comedy condos. So. You know what I'm saying? So this whole thing about comics being treated like shit now, now it's, now it's a, it's an actual health issue, sure. you know, you know, so, so, so just bring your own mic. Cause that's what I'm going to do. But, but as far as music, it's like, I, I had a friend who had tickets to go see Lady Gaga in, in Boston in August. And I said, you're not going, there's no fucking way you're going to put 50,000 people in a fucking arena. You can't not, do it. It's, it's done for the year. I mean, we've talked yeah. about it before. It's done for the year. Yeah. The good news is that they're about to approach stage three of this vaccine. And there is some optimism that by the end of the year, they'll be able to come out with it. And then by early 2021, that they'll be able to go ahead and start, you know, giving people this vaccination. Well, this is what I've been drinking because <laughs> I've been told that if it's I just drink. Yeah. I, I, yes. It, and it tastes like lavender. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, for, I know a lot of people think that it's, it's, it's not real and, um, and, and, and whatever, you know, whatever people are thinking, but I know people who've had it. I don't know if you pe- know people. 54 I, people. Okay. I know people who've had it and I, and these are younger people. They're not, you yeah. know, I'm considered high risk. Okay. That's number one. But I have friends in their thirties who had it and it kicked their ass it was like nothing they'd ever ever felt like i had a friend of mine who's in her mid-30s she's a personal trainer and she said she couldn't get she couldn't walk from her bedroom to the kitchen without having to sit down so it's real and it's not just the flu uh, you know what i mean like it's yeah. you know we we have to get a vaccine because we're never going to go get back to normal That's right. if we don't we're just I not agree. 
you know, and that sucks because, you know, I, I think also one of the reasons why all this unrest is happening is we haven't been able to do anything. There's no sports, there's no entertainment, there's no no movies, there's nothing, you know, I mean, it's a good thing that people are out and, and they're, and they're want to change the world, but you know, we're used to having, you know, and they're not even, uh, what's the word? I mean, they're just part of our lives that we all want to have, like the stories we all just talked about, about the music and, and meeting people, what you meeting Slash and, you know, you know, these people are our heroes. And if we can't see our heroes, what the fuck are we going to do? I said this the other day. I mean, I, I, you know, very weird things. Just like you're saying, we're, we're so used to having everything at our disposal. Right. New York City can go out at three o'clock in the morning and have dinner you know, all these things, and now it's all taken away. And then I went to uh, a fireworks display in the middle of North Jersey, like far, far North Jersey, in a minor league baseball stadium. Went and took my uh, my friends in there. What's that? In Montclair? No, in uh, Sussex. The Sussex County Miners play up in, all the way up in the top of New Jersey by New York State. They have a, a baseball stadium, independent league. They decided to do fireworks displays every two weeks. Aww. just to do something. So there I was, I'm sitting there. I have five-year-old twin nieces, right? They're Aww. twins. I'm sitting there watching them. They have their little ear muffler headphones on and they're just standing up and they're looking at the fireworks and they're smiling. And I just had one of these like almost life-changing experiences that just says to myself, like, pump the fucking brakes. There's so many little things that you can right. do and enjoy that you don't yeah. need to have an electronic. You don't need to be, right. you know, constant stimulation and gratification all the time i'm looking at these five-year-old twins and they're just enamored yeah just by fireworks and i was like you know what i'll take the year off for concerts i'm good i'm good you know let's everybody just be safe and let's you know stop having people dying in front of us constantly and let's not be fucking greedy selfish assholes and wanting everything done right away Right. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that, that's the American way. It's like, I've always said that, um, you know, just because the, the virus hit us later in the year. So like, in other words, everything started to shut down in March. Like if this, if, if this, if everything had shut down in December, when it was still cold, we could have gotten more of a quarantine out of it because now that it's summer, everyone's like, fuck it. It's summer. Fuck it. We're going out. We're going to the beach. And I'm like, Oh, listen, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not good with the heat anyway. I mean, I'm not as bad as you, Sean, but I am, but I wear my mask and there was a couple of days where me and my husband walked down to, uh, you know, the uh, West side river and everything. And I was, you know, I was uncomfortable but if there was anyone around me, I kept it on. If it was just us in an area, we, we pulled them off of our faces. But sure. I don't want to, and I live with my mother-in-law. She's 83 years old. I can't bring the disease back into, yep. you know, exactly. but people don't think that way. They're like, fuck it, man. It's summertime. I'm going, Vegas, by the way, has reopened and people have sent me, you know, videos of Are people just open. Yeah, they're open. They're playing, they're playing craps and cards. They're, Casinos, yep. they're all open. All open, walking with, like, not even carrying it. I'm like, oh, dear. Is there any requirement to wear any type of uh, mask? No mask, no requirement? Not in oh. Vegas, no. No, nope, nope, nope. I think if you're at poolside, I think that they're doing something at poolside. You have to wear them if you're in local, like, local areas and stuff. But Yeah, but, like, I've been reading, like, look, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But I understand what people are saying this because... When you're outside, like we were talking about comedy clubs, okay, 
for comedians, I don't know about you, but when I, I don't go out a lot, I'm, I'm lazy as shit. So um, for me to go out, like to do sets in the city, I don't do them unless I'm working on something. Every time I've said, oh, I have to work on this five minute piece and I'm out every night, by the end of the week, I'd be sick because I'd been handling so many people's mics and, and, and the shit and everything. So we're, we're, in a, we're handling a dirty mic. We're in a small, tiny club where, as you know, they don't really clean well. So of course you're gonna if you're in a closed environment, it's going to spread more. Now, when you go outside, I, I'd be surprised. And I'm I'm curious. Like these the concerts that were canceled, were any of them outdoor concerts? Mine were all outdoor. Really, and mostly still- outdoor. Yeah, I know I have wow. Guns and Roses for uh, MetLife, and that got postponed till next year. I got, um, but most of them were like PNC, which is like the outdoor venue place. But uh, like Rage Against the Machine was one of the big shows I was going to go to. It was on my birthday at MSG. They postponed it until the year next year. Right. Uh, everything. Everything's I, being, Murphy said basically concerts are done. Outside, outside concerts are done for this year. Right. Yeah. So, well, you know, hopefully uh, we come back. <laughs> we, will. we will. You know, I just, it, yeah, because... Uh, like and my and my son's in a band and he can't you know like even the smaller like little tiny rooms then he's dying to get back on stage how where's he oh, gonna sure. go you know I mean it's and there's it, been some cool stuff that's come of that too there's a there's a I, I I found this randomly it's a band called At the Movies and it's a band of just all random musicians that got together successful like from bigger bands in like Europe and the U S and all they're doing is covering. 80s uh, movie soundtrack songs. Oh, that's awesome. And they're doing it all on Zoom. That's, that's great. It's, I found that I, one, one of those YouTube wormholes. You know what I mean? Oh, God. I've, yeah. My husband does that all the time now. He, I'll be like, what are you going down now? And he's like, well, Lane sent me this clip of the monkeys and that turned to, and then they go and he's on the fucking computer for hours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you do it too. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a great episode. We had a great time. Uh, I I want to end with saying one thing, and I did this one other time when Vanessa was on, and I'm I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a minute. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have met a million comics, and I've said this. I've said this to people, not just because you're on the show. There are two people that I treasure more than the most, and that's Vanessa Hollingshead and Carol Montgomery. No. And when I saw your special come on, the first one, uh. There's people who saw it. As soon as I hit play, I started crying. I teared up because I know how long you worked at it. I know how hard you worked on it. I was there at the Crane Theater, you know, watching, you know, this 12 people turn Mm -hmm. into a Showtime special. So I always have a special place in my heart for you. And I want a third special. And now I want you to start working on uh, Funny Men of a Certain Girth. See now that I could do. Yes. That I like. Funny men of a certain girth. I like that. But I like that. This was a great episode. Sweet. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I'd tell Rich to uh uh I'd say thank you to Rich, but he already left and uh he texted me and said I'm an asshole. Okay. So that's how I'll um, end with that. Ne- next 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 if I come back, I'd like to discuss A C D C next. We can definitely do that. Okay. We could de- five five chords and forty albums. We can yes. talk about that. Yes, yes, yes. But Angus is my hero. So I did get to see them, but we'll talk about it on the next. Thank you yes. for having me, guys. Thank um, you. I, in this time of 
quarantine and pandemic. It's just fun to just, this is what I miss more than anything. Just sitting around with comics and bullshit. And you know, that I can always perform, but it's this, I miss the, this type of hundred percent. If Jeff wasn't here, it would have been so much better. <laughs> Jeff, it was, it was great to finally meet you um, in virtual person. And Sean, when I see you, I'm going to hug you so fucking hard. Yes. Um, Rosa Mexicana. It's, yes. you know, they're going to be, uh, uh, outdoor, uh, outdoor, um, I think dining. we do out dining like in a few weeks. So I'm there. We'll okay. set it up. All right. Goodbye guys. Love Bye. you. Thank Bye. You.